Bokar Tov, today's class will continue Sefer Melachim Aleph and it starts in Pasuk 7. So Adonia is uh, trying to take, take over the throne. Now, we don't know from the text, there's no clear evidence that Shalomo was supposed to be the king. Why would Adonia think he was going to be the king? Because he's really the next in line and he's handsome and he was also never criticized growing up so he developed a little bit of an arrogance. So Adonia thinks he's supposed to be king. He takes the opportunity as David is dying, which everybody knows because David just sent, uh, just sent across the entire land to go find a beautiful woman to warm him up in his old age and in his sickness. So everybody knows David is sick. So as David is dying, Adonia goes and he takes Yoav the general and Aviatar the Kohen and they join him in trying to anoint himself Adonia as king. He also takes 50 runners. The Pasuk does a good job of comparing him to Absalom. That he was born after Absalom. Meaning not only is he born after Absalom just in, in the birth order, but we're probably going to see some similarities between him and Absalom. Okay? The most basic one in the, in the fact that they're trying to usurp power that's not necessarily belong to them. Why would this be an issue? Where did we see that Shilomo was supposed to be the king? So that is actually a topic of discussion. I'm going to read a few psukim, and then we're going to see that's probably going to be the main topic of discussion. Who was descendant of Pinachas, who was the good Kohen. Aviatar was the descendant of Eli, who was kind of the Kohen that wastes away in fulfilling the promise that Eli's family will be cursed. He was the general that David, the good general that we saw in the, at the end of Shemuel Bet. They say this is Shimi Ben Gera, and he's siding with David because he, was, he, is so, he already should have been killed by David for rebelling against him with Absalom. Mm-hmm. So now he's trying to be on David's good side, or it could be another Shimi, not very clear. They were Giborim. They were all for David, they were not with Adonia. Okay? Why would Yoav join Adonia? Why would Yoav join? Yeah, because what we know of Yoav is that he's consistently been toss going aside. against David's David. will, and David had already tried to toss him aside at the end of the previous book with when he tried to pull up Amasa as the general instead of Yoav. So Yoav doesn't feel he, he doesn't feel like he's going to earn the respect in David's household going forward, and if David is given the opportunity, he's going to move Yoav to the side. So if Yoav could form an alliance with someone early on, lend his power to that person, then he maintains his position as general. Okay. So Adonia went to a place called Eben Azochelet, Asher Etzel Ein Rogel, that is next to Rogel, and he slaughtered sheep and cattle and fattened cattle, and they made a big ceremony by and he called all of his friends, his brothers, the sons of the king, sorry, and he called to all the people of Yehuda, servants of the king. If you remember, the, who were the ones that gave David the idea of bringing a, a, not Abitullah, his servants, David's servants. Mm-hmm. So if Adoniah is now calling the servants to join him in his party, so that's why there's a, there's an idea that maybe they were in cahoots That the servants proposed this dumb idea Or not necessarily dumb but I'm saying They proposed this idea of going through all the land of Israel To search for a woman In order to publicize the fact that David is sick So that Adoniyahu could then take over When everybody is giving up on David Okay 
But he did not, Adonia did not call Natan, he did not call Benayel, he didn't call Shilomo, none of them did he call because he doesn't want to call people that would potentially also have claim to the throne. Okay? So Natan then turns to Bacheba, Have you heard that Adonia ben Chagit has now taken over the kingship? And he did not even tell David. David doesn't even know about this. Now go, and I'm going to give you advice. I'm going to give you, we're going to strategize to get Shilomo to become king. Thereby, you will save your life and the life of your son Shilomo because once Adonial becomes powerful, what is he probably going to do? He's probably going to kill the other people that could, be, could have claimed to the throne. Okay? So, the only way you survive this Bathsheba, says Natan, is if you get David to, to uh, put Shalomo as king. So that, because still people respect David more than Adonia. Mm-hmm. So you have this one shot to get David on board with making Shalomo the king. Otherwise, Adonia is going to take the power by force and then you're going to end up getting killed. Right. Okay? Puzzle with Gimel. David. Go and tell, come to the king David. Didn't you, David, swear to your maidservant, Yani me, saying, that Shalomo, your son, will rule after me? And Shalomo will sit on my chair? Shalomo will sit on my throne? Why has Adoniah become king? Okay, so let me pause there, because that's going to be the, the most interesting pasuk. He tells her to say, didn't you swear to me that Shilomo would become the king? Didn't you swear to me that Shilomo, but did we ever see such a swear? Has Shilomo ever been promised the kingship? No. So there's a lot of discussion on this. No, we have not seen any swear. However, the Midrash fills in details, and Radak also helps with some details, and he says it could be that potentially. Whenever the first child died, remember that first child that Bathsheba gave birth to died? Yeah. Okay. Bathsheba said, you know what? Our children are all going to be cursed. I don't want to have kids with you anymore. And then she goes to David and she says, I don't want to have kids with you anymore. And then David says, no, 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 we, we should have kids. Hashem accepted my teshuva. And she says, the only way I will know that my kids are actually accepted is if they become the king. So then on that day, she made him swear to her that her son will become the king as proof that their relationship is pure and not tainted. Right. Okay. Now there is another place. If you look in... But um, wouldn't that be discussed in the actual text itself? If it's such a... Right. Correct. Correct. So that, that would be the more Midrashic angle. There are two more proofs that Shalom was actually offered the kingship. One is that when, when God tells David that... When David asks to build a Beit HaMikdash and then God says no, he says, the one who will come out in the future from your loins, meaning your child who has yet to be born, mm-hmm. will be the one to build a Beit HaMikdash. Right. Now, at the time, all these other sons were already born. The only one that wasn't born was Shilomo. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he said the one who will be, it's, it's, a back, it's like, a, like a, not a direct proof, but the fact that to David it was told, your son who will be born, and Shilomo was the only one left to be born, mm-hmm. Would be king That's proof that it was Shlomo And finally if you look in Divir Ayamim Divir Ayamim says it more explicitly That David was told that Shlomo would become the king That's uh, again It's in Divir Ayamim But uh, these are all the 
semi-proofs that we have that Shalomo was already guaranteed the kingship. So when she goes to David and says, you promised or you promised me that Shalomo would be king, she's probably not making it up. There's probably some background out there. The other Peshat is that we just didn't hear of this promise, but it did occur. You know, so there are like four ways to interpret this whole thing of, of Shalomo's claim to the throne. Okay, Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.